Welcome to another edition of the Destination Polaris podcast. I'm your host, Jared Christie. Today's podcast is brought to you by Rugged Radios, in-car communication, car-to-car communication, Bluetooth music, whatever your communication needs might be, Rugged is always there to help you out with finding the right product for your machine. Rugged Radios, the authority in communication. Well, we're sticking close to home today with today's podcast, and maybe you might even call it a border battle, as we've got one of the owners from Team Winnebago Land in Oshkosh, Wisconsin with us, Tom Van Zeelen. Tom, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing terrific, Jared. I'm doing terrific today. What is going on in in Wisconsin in the summertime right now? Well, right now, as I look out the window, window, I see uh, that Canadian wildfire smoke uh, coming down this way here, which really puts a damper on this upcoming weekend. I can only imagine what Canada's going through, but, uh, but things are going real well uh, in Wisconsin in summer here. It's, it's gorgeous right now. We're getting ready for a long 4th of July weekend. Uh, going to do some riding, going to do some hanging out with family and friends, hang out on Lake Winnebago here. Uh, but it, it's, it's good and business is going real well too. Our customer base is excited to get out and use their products. Yeah. So, so, uh... If you missed the most recent show, and it was just recent, wasn't it, Tom? Uh, that we uh, yeah, uh, that it was on aired. last week. It was on not this past week, not the not the rugged radio taco truck one. It was the one right before that. Right, right, right. We did a ride with Tom and his group from Team Winnebago Land, and uh, we rode up in in northern Wisconsin. And as I got to know you and the guys and stuff like that, I was like, you know what, Tom's got a lot going on that he'd be a great guest to have on the podcast, and you know. Boom, here you are. Well, it's a, it's a pleasure to be here. That's, that's an awesome invitation. It's, it's, uh, it's great to talk to you again, Jared. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you're one of the, gosh, you know, I don't know the history of all the, you know, the hundreds of dealerships around the country, Tom, but you guys next year in 2024 in the spring will be celebrating your 50th year at Team Winnebago Land. How did, how did your dealership get started? Yeah, it's it's a pretty cool story. My my grandpa, the, the Van Zeelen by by name is a, is a businessman's name is what it is around the valley here in Wisconsin. Uh, we we like to be independent. I think maybe we're a little stubborn and don't want to work for anyone. So my my grandpa uh, back in the day started a service station, and and back then a service station was one of those full service. You'd pull up and he'd pump your gas and check your oil and and do anything else you needed while you while you sat in your car and. Uh, the service station became became a somewhat a, a repair shop, and uh, that begat uh, starting to sell snowmobiles uh, back in nineteen in the early seventies there, uh, and uh, that turned into a power sports dealership. So in nineteen seventy four, uh, Team Winnebago Land was was created uh, from Cease's Cease's service station in Little Shoot, Wisconsin. Uh, so yeah, nineteen seventy four, Grandpa started the started actually being a retail power sports dealership, starting with snowmobiles and. And turned into uh, Kawasaki motorcycles in 1978, and that's what my dad started doing when he graduated high school full time in 1978, and that's when I was born, uh, 1978. And I cut my teeth. I cut my teeth being the toilet manager and the lawn manager back back in the day when we, we moved to our our newer location there. Uh, summers summers were not what I wanted to do. It was go to work and dust helmets and mow lawns, and there was hard water, so we I had to clean the toilets every single day to scrub it. And, you know, it was, one of those things that I hated doing, and I'm I'm so happy that I I was exposed to that kind of uh, hard work because now where I'm at right now, I would never have gotten there without that kind of discipline and uh, and forced work work on me right there. Now, uh, 
Tom, the toilets at my house could use a cleaning, and I'm sure you'd do a great job. I've got guests coming in town this weekend, so anytime you want to pop over. Okay, as long as it's not after Taco Day, I'm, I'm okay. I'll, I'll come <laughs> over. <here. laughs> no, I love the story because you you called uh, you, you called your you know your sister and I think your brother. Um, like I can't remember what the what exactly you called yourselves because you didn't have a choice, right? This was like bestowed upon you in life. This is what you were going to do. Yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't something I wanted to do. It was. I remember a lot of times, uh, you know, in 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 middle school, we'd have a, a dance, and I'd I'd try to sleep my way through. Dad, let me let me not go to work on that Saturday, a Friday night dance, and I'd lay in bed just hoping he'd go to work, listening. And the next thing you know, at eight o'clock, he'd be like, "All right, Tom, get going." I go, "Man, I, I wasted forty five minutes laying in bed hoping he'd sneak out. Now I got to rush." Uh, but, <laughs> but it was it was one of those forced upon me things. But it, but it's one of those. You never know what's good for you when you're that young. That that it was it was one of the best things for me, and and then again, my brother and sister followed in those steps a little little differently uh, than I did. I was the I was the oldest one, so I was the one who had to, had to do it. Uh, and my brother and sister weren't forced to, but uh, throughout their uh, throughout their after high school careers, started working uh, working at Team Winnebago Land and transitioned into our uh, our three headed horsemen here uh, running the store. And it's a lot of fun working with family. It's it's. I hear a lot of horror stories, but uh, I think what we always do is, is no matter what, we let our egos get out of the way. And we always know this this dealership, this business is what helps us uh, support our family and get us to where we want to go. So it's it's always it's always team first. And then we take our personal stuff. But but there's been enough of those inner bickerings, too. When, you're, when, it's, when it's brother and sister, you can say things you would never say to another coworker. <laughs> now, do you guys have any, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot and I already know the yeah. answer. So you got to come up with one is what are the big 50 year plans next year? Well, so our 50 year plans is, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not a huge celebrator of, of, uh, of milestones, unfortunately, but, but we're going to make a, a concerted effort. We, we've done a lot of rides, uh, you know, the off-road vehicles are a big thing and motorcycles are a big thing in, in our, uh, our store. So we're going to make sure we have a big event, you know, a kind of a year long sales event, uh, specials going on, but we're, we're going to get, uh, more stuff going on, more, more customer interaction, uh, just getting some people in and, and hoping to get some of the people who've been around back in the day coming, coming back out. I think some of the cool stuff is, is seeing the customers that I used to deal with when I was washing their bikes, uh, as a wash boy or, or as a parts guy, they're still coming to the store. I'd like to make a point to get some of those guys, uh, back and, maybe have an old bike contest. Who's at the oldest bike, uh, stuff like that. Uh, just yeah. getting people interactive, you know, and I think that's the, that's the cool thing about, about our industry is we are a community of people who want to get, gather and talk about our own stuff. You know, so that's the cool thing. We're not, we're not out by ourselves. It's a, it's a community event. Tom, how many, how many dealerships around the country can really say what you guys do in terms of being a family run dealership that's been around for half a century? God, there's there's not a lot of them. There's not a lot of them. They, the, the the old adage is the first uh, the first generation starts the dealership. The second generation takes it to the next level, and the third generation runs it right into the ground. So, we, we <laughs> and exactly which down. generation are you on right now? Uh, we're on the third. We're, we're, okay, we're battling not running into the ground right now. <laughs> we, we know what, we know what could happen. You know, once if you don't have that hard work in you there. But uh, no, we, I always laugh about that. But but truly, not a lot of dealerships get to this level because it's hard to get to this level. Uh, financially to be able to afford, you know, with the, the machines we have, uh, floor plan and interest and all that and, and rent. Uh, that we're, we're blessed, uh, Nick, Rachel, and I are, that, that our dad and, and uh, grandpa and, and uncles all did a great job of setting a foundation for us to be able to get to where we're at and, and making sure we can strive for success and, 
And again, the success is not just financial. It's, it's, it's built to last, taking care of our customers, making sure they want to come back, taking care of our staff, uh, and just, just built to last. You, uh, you mentioned customers, and uh, one of the things that struck me about uh, you and, and your group when we went out on our ride was you guys do a ton of customer rides. Yeah, we do a ton of customer rides. So my, my dad was, a, was an avid snowmobiler. He, he, he loved it, and, and uh, he would do a yearly snowmobile ride, taking, taking customers up to the UP in Michigan, and uh, once a year, he'd, he'd take the hotel, he'd, have, he'd just take all the customers, sometimes it'd be 80 customers at a clip, and take them out riding up, up north. And, and with snow, it's so hit and miss lately that, that it's hard to do. Well, my Uncle Joe was also an avid snowboarder, but he was also more of an avid off-roader. And off-roading 25, 30 years ago was, was a old Sportsman 500 with a shaft drive on it uh, or, or, a, or an older, uh, older manual shift machine. Uh, but he took, he started taking customers out on rides. And I, I started doing that when I was 18, 19, I go, this is kind of fun, but I was, I was just along for the ride. I said, this is, this is neat stuff, but he'd do it like camping. He'd, he'd go and camp at a lake. People would bring their campers or most of the time they'd bring a tent, uh, and make it up, make it a home place. And they'd have, uh, Subway sandwiches dropped off or, or, or a local, local restaurant would, would cater some food into the campsite. But right. I'm not, I'm not, a camp, I'm not a camper. So I said, I think I could do this. When Uncle Joe retired, I said, I think I can do this myself. Only I'm going to do it in a, in a motel, a hotel. I'm not going to sleep on the ground. Uh, so that's what I started. So nine years ago, I started our spring ride uh, to go along with our summer bash that we were always doing, which was just a one day or, or camping thing. I uh, started that nine years ago. My wife said, we should do some of these things. She said, this looks like fun. So, so I, at my wife telling me I should do this, uh, her and my, my son, who was two at the time, went and did this and rented a whole resort up in Marinette County. And, and it was rustic. I mean, the doors didn't all close. And, the, you know, if you saw a mouse or two, that's a good day, you know, in your, in your room. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we take customers out riding and, and have a great time and, and get back and do a fish fry or, or a burger, burgers on the grill. And, you go back to your camp and, and you go to your back to your, your, your cabin and sleep and wake up and go ride again. And I enjoyed it and, and my family enjoyed it. And, and I started to get more families involved and more people wanted to keep doing this. And what, what I found in this industry is as a dealership, we're not done when you buy the machine and load it up in your trailer. It's our responsibility to show you how cool this is. Because the woods is kind of intimidating if, if you're new to this thing. And, and just to throw someone a map for a local county and say, go ride, it doesn't do them justice. Uh, you, and what happens is people will buy these machines and they'll just run up and down the railroad grade and get dusted out and say, that wasn't that fun. And then they say, that was a cool thing. We bought an ATV, a UTV, and then they have fun with that for a little bit. And they say, let's move on to the next, next cool thing. Well, well, what I want to do is I want to keep you engaged. I want you to buy your, your UTV from me. And then find out how fun it is and buy the next newest, coolest one that has all the, all the, the upgrades on it. I want you to buy the Razor 900. And I want you to say, wow, I really need that pro now that I, now that I found out that I really like this sport. I want to take you out. And, and I, to this day, I cannot believe how many people just want to sit in my dust all day and follow, follow taillights. But they don't want to think. They don't want to have to worry about the route. They don't want to worry about that, about, about traffic coming at them. But they're, they're content as all heck to follow uh, myself, uh, Luke, our salesman, who was along with the, on our, our DP ride, and Matt, our uh, our parts manager, who was on our, our DP ride. They'll, we're, we're the three leaders, and we'll get 12 to 15 machines in a pack, 45 machines in a day, and they'll just sit in our dust all day, just content as all heck, knowing that we'll get them to where they want to go. 
Hey, I, I am, uh, I fully believe in that stuff because, you know, just in generally in life, you've got so much going on that you give me an opportunity where I don't have to think about anything for the day. I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? I, 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 I was in that situation. I was in that situation uh, this spring after a good rainstorm. Uh, we had a smaller group doing a pre-ride and, and my cousin, Luke, uh, Luke, our salesman who was on the ride there, he, he, he led the way. I go, Luke, just take the lead, man. I'll sit back here. I go, man, this is really nice to sit there just looking around and not having to worry about every, every corner mm-hmm. coming at you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now these customer rides that you do, you guys are in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, which is relatively close to Milwaukee, right? Yeah. It's, it's in between Green Bay and, and, uh, and Milwaukee, about, about, uh, 45 minutes south of Green Bay and about, uh, an hour and 15 minutes, uh, uh, north of Milwaukee. Gotcha. Where do you do your uh, customer rides? Because they're just not in Wisconsin. You guys actually travel a little bit. Yeah. So, so our rides all started in, in Marinette and O'Connell County, which is about an hour and 15 to an, about two hours away. Uh, you can get on the trails and you can ride trails, uh, the same trails that I took you on there, Jared. You can, you can do those trails and not ride any road if you want to, uh, but you can get there. And, and, and both those counties are really ATV, UTV friendly. Uh, what we did two years ago, we expanded our, our footprint. We had, we had people kind of beating on me saying, hey, these are awesome trails in here, but let's try something different. Let's try something different. So I was doing some research and, and I, again, a lot, of, a lot of thanks to you and, and some of your episodes there. I watched the, uh, the South Dakota episode that you guys went on and I said, that looks awesome. The one where you went to the, you walked into the China wall and, and, and all that. I remember that one. I said, that looks like something I want to do. So, so you were my inspiration to go to Deadwood, South Dakota in 2021, we did that. Uh, and that was a real cool experience. Uh, I did that. Uh, we did, we blasted out there one, Matt, Luke and I blasted out there to do a pre-ride because we didn't know what to expect. Yep. We went out there in April and just ran around and got a feel for the hotel, got a feel for what to, what to bring our customers. We opened it up and we filled that sucker up and geez, in, in four weeks we had all, all 40 rooms booked for that, that ride uh, in 2021. Uh, then last year, uh, Matt uh, and another another guy uh, led a group to go to West Virginia to uh, the Hatfield McCoy Trail. I did not I did not make that one. That was where I, I had to stay back and actually do a little bit of work without without those guys here. <laughs> uh, but Matt Matt and Matt led a led a group to West Virginia Hatfield McCoy, and and they had a blast down there. Uh, and and then uh, last year, I was doing a trail cleanup with three of our customers. Uh, that's one of the things I like to do is get get involved with the clubs and. Not just not just give them money and not just you know be for the raffle, but when they do a trail cleanup, I, I was at the trail cleanup and trail cleanup is pretty easy. You just kind of go pick up some sticks and you ride before anyone else can. And we were sitting there having lunch, and three of my customers go, "Man, if you go to South Dakota, I'd go again." I go, "Really? You'd go again?" And yeah, they'd go again. So I said, "Let's do it." And on, on that Tuesday, I got back to work. I I called the hotel. I I booked the week, and we just got back from that last week. Uh, that 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 trip. That was that was a fantastic event. Again, it was. It was different for me because the first time I went there, I was I was just awestruck by everything around me. Uh, and this time I've been there now my third time because of the pre-ride we went out there and then the, that week we were out there. It was different because this was old hat to me already. I was like, oh yeah, this is that trail. I remember this. Or oh yeah, there's a mountain here. And we went to a, a lookout and looking into Wyoming from uh, South Dakota. But the cool part this time was watching it from the perspective of, uh, of my customers, their first time out there. I say, oh, listen to their stories, having that same uh, excitement that I had uh, when I was out there two years ago. That, that's where the value came in. Where it's like, yeah, you're right. This is what I do here. Not, not just lead customers around. I, I, share, I share experiences because I'm blessed because I can do this stuff uh, you know, with, with our dealership and having, 
good staff around me that lets me leave the store for a week and lead, lead our customers. So that, that was the cool part uh, this time was getting to see the trip from the view of uh, the customers who had not been out there before. Tom, where does your, your passion for the sport come from? Well, I'd say the passion, I, I would not say I was passionate about the ORV industry. I'm, I'm a passionate, I'm a passionate outdoorsman. I, as a kid, I loved, uh, I loved fishing. I loved hunting. Uh, then when I was, you know, 18, I got my motorcycle license and I started to love motorcycling. Uh, and what I found was the passion was not about the, 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 the toy. The passion was about the community. And that's, that's what I am. I'm a, I'm a people person. I, I know it. And I'd say that's why COVID really hurt me really hard. Like, man, I, I want to just get out and be places with people. You know, so I'd, I'd fight all I could to go. I'd say north of Highway 64 in Wisconsin. It was, it was, it was like there was nothing going. No, no COVID up there. So we'd go up there and hang out with people. Uh, but that was the hardest part about, uh, about that. So I'm a, I'm a people person. I'm a community person. So when I got married and had a, had a child, had a kid, it was like, okay, I can't ride my motorcycle because now I'm taking away from the family life. And uh, I started riding and I said, this is fun. And, and people said, I'll go with you. I'll go with you. And my wife and my son could hop in the Razor 4 900 we had uh, and, and enjoy life together and as a community. So we had, that's where my passion comes from. It has nothing to do with the machine. The machine is just a avenue to get together with people, just like, just like anything else that you love, sports, live music, anything. It's, it's about the community that you can grow from, not, not the toy itself. The toy is just an avenue to get to where you want to get. Where's been one of your, uh, where's one of your favorite places to ride? Not just group. It could be group, but you know, where do you like to go? Well, I, I love, I love riding up, up where I took you, Jared, up, up in Marinette County, up in the Krivitz area. Uh, and not because I just know the trails, cause the trails are boring. I've done them many a time, but in Wisconsin, the cool thing is every season is different on those trails. Like every view is different, uh, every couple of weeks because of, uh, our seasonality here. Uh, but what I really like doing is stopping off at the establishment and saying hi to the people I know, uh, just getting in and like when I took you to Tony's there, it's like, Hey, it's great to see Tony and everyone who's there. Uh, I just love stopping and seeing the people that I I've built relationships with over, over the years. Uh, and, and that's really what's opened up. Uh, that's what these ORVs that what, what the UTVs, the Rangers that I ride, uh, have opened up for me is, is the new relationships I never would have made with, with, you know, the club members and the local restaurants and taverns up North. So I, I really love up North Crivets to me because that's my, that's where I know people. Uh, now, South Dakota was awesome. Go, you know, we're, we're talking, everyone this last week was asking me, Hey, where's, what's next? What's next? What's next? I'm like, dude, I'm just, I just got done with this. Let me, let me catch my breath right now. Uh, <laughs> but, but then I got back and I, and I, I got back to excited and like, boy, I was talking to Matt and Luke. I go, Hey, what do you guys think about going to Colorado? And, and we're, so that, that's what I was doing yesterday afternoon after, after I got all my, my daily tasks done, I'm looking like, boy, I could probably go to Colorado. It's a two day trip out there. We, I bet you we could do that. So I, I love that newness that that's, that's cool to me, but, but, my, like your, your question was, what's my favorite place? I mean, I like riding the same trails that I know and visiting the same people that I haven't seen uh, for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Now you, you've mentioned the, the ride that we did uh, a couple of times. And uh, so we, we uh, met up with Tom and his, his group at uh, Wabi Lodge up yep. there in Lakewood, Wisconsin. And uh, we brought a, a guest with us for the day. And I'm not, I'm not sure if you were like, who are you bringing and why is he here? And <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was, uh, we, we got to, we got to ride with Braun Strowman, you know, 
WWE superstar Braun Strowman. Uh, right. Adam Schur is what his name is there. And, and, and I've lost a touch of wrestling. I'd say I'm a, I'm a wrestling fan from the Rowdy Roddy Piper days and Hulk Hogan and Junkyard Dog and, you know, the cartoons and the, you know, the, the late 80s stuff. And I, that's when I was last into wrestling. Uh, but but when, when Adam got there, he pulled into a Wobby Lodge parking lot that morning uh, that we were riding. And he got out of his car and I go, oh, that looks like a regular dude to me. Like, I, I would never have picked him out as a wrestler until he took his hoodie off and his, his, his shirt came up with it. I'm like, oh, he's a tank. He's, he's a machine right <laughs> under, underneath that big hoodie there. Uh, and he's got an awesome personality. It, it, was a, it was an awesome experience to ride with him. Uh, but like I said in the episode, I go, this guy's just a regular dude. I mean, he, he's an enthusiast. He's an outdoorsman. He's, he's, he loves this stuff. He loves being outside. He loves people. Uh, I got along with him really well. Uh, it, it's cool to see, see him as, as his perspective of WWE superstar. No, he's just regular Adam who just talks to you like a normal human being. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was, it was a fun ride because, uh, people, people sometimes will ask me, well, where's your favorite place to ride? And, and, I often tell them the state of, of Utah is such a great place to ride. But some of my favorite rides are just the ability to leave right from where you're staying and then take off, go ride for the day and then come back. And for for our ride, Wabi Lodge was perfect because we stayed there for a night. Uh, we rode all day with you guys, got something to eat while we were out on the trail at Tony's and then back to Wabi to end the day. And And those are great. You know, we don't have to trailer anywhere, anything like that. Those those are perfect uh, day trips. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's what I look for. Any any like that's what I was looking for in Colorado yesterday. Was I was looking what what where can I ride right out of? I do not want to like wake up, get everyone order organized, get them in their truck and trailer, drive to the trailhead, go ride around, then getting your machine all, getting your load up your machine, get all your truck all dirty get back out yeah, I, I love just leaving right from where i'm sleeping that night that's that's the ticket right there you, you hit it right on that right on the head if there. you're gonna do and I, I tell people this if you're going to go and you're, you've got one day to ride then you should ride the alpine loop in silverton colorado that well, that's is, what i was looking i was looking at ore ore is that was that the same uh, right? uh, you're right you're right yeah, you're yes. right you're right i was looking yeah. at hotels in there and and uh and i i did a I went on ride command uh and looked for old routes of people. And I, I found an 85 mile loop that the guy had that was that loop. Uh, uh, and yep. I, I, I did the 3d flyover. And I go, Whoa, that looks pretty cool. <laughs> so I got, yeah. I, got pretty, I got pretty invigorated saying, I think we can do that. Where I, I, last week I was kind of like, I'm, I'm exhausted right now, but now I'm back to energized. So yeah, you've done that, huh? Yes, we've done that. And, and it's certainly, um, you know, it's, uh, maybe Southwest was, uh, Southwest Colorado. So it's, you know, it's, a, a bit of a drive to get there, but, uh, yeah, the, the, the Alpine loop 90 miles one day and you're riding at 10,000 plus feet the whole time. Wow. And so, yeah. And the views are, are unbelievable. Uh, the history of the town of Silverton right there. Once you get on the ride, you come across a gold mine or two, um, some houses that they've, they've, been able to restore and keep up and uh you know if you're if you had one ride for one day and that was all you were gonna do that's the ride to do and then of course the town of uray is it looks like uh you're in the swiss alps it's unbelievable and it's just surrounded by mountains all the way around and so um 
Yeah, I've actually the same thing. You know, you said you you'd watch the show and then you went and did the ride in South Dakota. I've had a number of people say they've watched the show and then they wanted to go do that Silverton ride because it was just phenomenal. And there's obviously tons of great riding in Colorado, but if you got one day and you want to do it, that's the ride to do. Yeah. Jared, you're selling me here, man. I was. I, was, I know. I was I, well, I'm was selling the salesman. You're selling the salesman, <laughs> which isn't easy like, to man, do, right? Yeah, like, it man, is. Go, it's yeah, awesome. It's, that's cool. And if, if I think it's cool, then I just think all the customers who I'd ride with would think it's cool. And it looks oh, like there's some good accommodations and stuff there. Uh, that, yeah, you know, yeah. Touristy hospitality-wise, too, huh? You raise a, a big enough town where they've got hotels, they've got hot springs there. Uh, there's a lot of jeeping there. It's certainly um, some world-class sort of uh, climbing, I'm sure, is in the area as well, just with all the mountains that are right there. So, um, yeah, it's it's a pretty special place, and it's just it's it's pretty unique. And but uh, I had you know, what's funny is I I was doing the same thing. I had a I think it was last summer. We had a barbecue and. Uh, People were asking me because they know I travel and get to go a lot of places and they were going to Colorado and they, you have any suggestions? And I told them the same thing I'm telling you. Well, they went through and they went to one of the uh, Polaris Adventures locations and they rented a vehicle and they did that loop. And they're like, Jared, that was the best thing we did on our entire trip. And we did a lot of awesome stuff, but that was amazing. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. Now, 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 now when I get done with this podcast, I got to go sit down at the computer and start, start looking for places. Hey, you, you, you got leave, me, you got me hooked. Now I got to get that hooked. You leave right out of Silverton. Yeah. Leave right out of Silverton. You cross the continental divide, you engineer pass. I mean, it's just, uh, um, the timing is, is important. I will say that. Um, yeah. Tell me, tell me why. Uh, it, you know, they get the snow's got to go away. Usually you can't get up there until, uh, sometime after the fourth, depending on how big the snow. Oh, really? Was. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So most, you know, it, it's a smaller window. So if you're going to do it, you have to do it in, you know, July and August into September okay. a little bit. Cause okay. once you hit late September, early October, you're, you're, uh, you're risking the weather gods, uh, you know, you're tempting the weather gods to mess up your trip. So we, I'll tell you what, we went in the first week of August and we got snowed on. So there you go. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, so you're going to get everything. You know, I think we got rain, snow, sleet, you know, and then we were in August. But also we got, at the same time, things would pass by really quick. And we had, you know, beautiful sun as well. And so it was, uh, you know, the headwaters of the Rio Grande River are right there as well. So. Oh, really? It's, wow. um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty unique. And then the. Both little towns, both Silverton, which is population like 600 and Uray, uh, bigger than that. But uh, both of them are, are really neat towns to to see and visit and stuff like that as well. So and is there more than that, more than that, that 90 mile loop to do with it? Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, just, that's, that's just that's that's just that's what everyone does. That's, that's the yeah. main one. OK. Yeah. Yeah. So if you were just saying a day, you can do that um, and it'll take you all day. No doubt about it, because you're just going to stop. But uh, yeah, certainly there is other uh, riding in the area. And we did a little bit as well. We went out to a place called Kite Lake and rode out to there, which is which is pretty neat as well. And that's where we crossed the headwater, headwaters of the Rio Grande and, and went back uh, on a different trail. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's Colorado. You can spend probably, you know, a week in the area just doing all the different trails. But that's the Oh, that's awesome. Yes. I'm going to go back and yeah. try to, I'm going to find that archived episode from and watch that on YouTube. Uh, let's, let's see, probably four years ago. Okay. Look, let's see. That's probably about right. 
maybe a little more. Okay. 2019, 18, something like that now, I think about it. So, yeah, but uh, uh, fantastic, fantastic, fantastic ride. You know, you, you got me thinking about these these group rides, and you were talking about, um, you know, people who are maybe new to the sport, uh, and they asked me, and I always say, like, you know, go out on a group ride, find your local dealer, uh, find your local ATV club in the area, and go out on a group ride, because those people are going to be the, the most helpful people uh, to help get you into the sport that you'll meet just, just doing it by yourself. That's a tall task sometimes for some people. Yeah, that's intimidating. And, 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 and especially these clubs, like these clubs are volunteers of people who just love the industry and love the sport that they will help you out all the time. I mean, they, they, they look for reasons to help you out. They, 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 they know that you're new and they, they'll tell you all the good secret spots to go or, or the easiest ways to get to where you want to get. Uh, you know, and, and the, the one thing I, that the, the clubs uh, don't do a good job with is marketing themselves because they're not, they're volunteers just to help. Uh, but they, they don't do a good job of letting the new riders know who they are and getting them, get them, getting them involved. Uh, and, and that's one of the things I strive for uh, is, is try to get these clubs think more like businessmen, even though they're not business. It's, a, it's about getting more members, getting more, more hands to help out with this stuff, you know, number and powers uh, or power and numbers, I should say. Uh, but uh, the, the clubs are awesome. I mean, I, I just love it. Without the clubs, we would not have trails to ride on because they're the ones running the groomer out during the week. They're the ones who are fighting with the town board to get little sections opened up so you can connect here to there. Uh, I'm just a big proponent of the clubs in the last 10 years since I've been involved. I say, wow, these guys, they really do a lot of hard work and they get such little thanks. That, that, that even just getting anyone to sign up and, and join them is, is a, a big appreciation for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, you are 100% right. Uh, the, the trails are the way they are because of the people and the man hours that get put into them that no one really realizes. Yeah, volunteer hours, too. It's, I mean, they might get a grant from the state to do something, but that's only for, for the wood and, and, the, and, the, and the tools they need, not for the man hours that it takes to get that stuff done. And they're, and they're happy to, you know, happy to just go out there on their, on their off time and, and do that. But Without without that thanks, uh, you know the appreciation, or without, or if they feel taken it taken for granted, uh, the, the people will just stop. You know, the, the club members will just stop helping, and and then we're and then the whole industry is is uh, in a tough spot. Absolutely, absolutely. You guys have been around for fifty years. How long have you been a Polaris dealer? Nineteen ninety six. We opened this the yeah. new dealership that we're in in Oshkosh. We we moved uh, in nineteen. I'm sorry, nineteen ninety five. Nineteen ninety five. We moved from uh, our last store in nina which is a mile and a half from our new store but we we moved opened a new store up on the highway off on highway 41 the corridor main corridor there uh and i remember i was a junior in high school and i that, that was my memorial day weekend was to help stock the shelves and uh polaris came to us in i believe it was march of 1995 we were opening up just a uh it was a kawasaki yamaha dealership so we built it for kawasaki yamaha no you know, and back then in 95, the biggest machine you had was a, a Bayou 400 and a, and a Virago 750 motorcycle. There, wasn't, there weren't these big, uh, you know, Razor 4 Pro Ultimates like I have nowadays. So we, we had that store built and Polaris came to us and said, we'd like you to be a dealer. So in 1995, we became a dealer and our store was immediately too small because we took on a, a whole other franchise we didn't anticipate uh, and expanded that dealership three years later. So in 1995, we became a Polaris dealer. Uh, and really, in the last ten years, you know, Polaris has just been on fire. Uh, they're a fun company to work with. Uh, you know, very reactive, or as they're proactive, I should say. Uh, you know, in in Minnesota, in the state next to us here, I, I like that because they have a thumb on the pulse of what 
what Americans want. So I, I really enjoy working with them. Uh, and they're very dealer centric. Yeah. I just had, uh, on the previous podcast, uh, one of the players guys who's, who's basically runs the off-road rec division. And he was all about the, uh, uh, we've spent the whole podcast talking about the new, uh, expedition. And I remember oh, we, just, we, we just got one today. I just rolled out the truck today. I'm excited to go touch it. Right. Cause you guys had had, a bunch of orders for that. And uh, so what's that expedition like now that you've got your hands on and able to like check it out? It, it looks awesome. It looks awesome. We, we didn't get the uh, the new top of the line one yet. Uh, the, the first one that rolled off with the, with the base model uh, with, with, the, with the roll cage, the wraps are still down on it. So I didn't get to sit in it yet or anything, but it rolled out the truck this morning. We've been, we've been seeing in social media that uh, other dealers are getting there. So I'm like every truck that pulls in, we're all sticking our head out the window. Like, Oh, is our expedition on this one? Is it our expedition on this one? So we're excited, but yeah, we do have a, we do have, uh, I think it's nine pre-ordered of our, of our twenty that we're getting right now. Uh, okay, that that we're excited, to, and and the customers are excited to to get their butt in the seat on that thing. Yeah, no doubt, it looks it looks like a lot of fun, and and uh, offers up so many new opportunities and uh, um, potentials, I guess. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, with the. Uh, where we are in, in, in Wisconsin, we're a very, we're, we're one of the top sport utility dealers, uh, you know, that, that segment, uh, because of the way we ride and we don't use our machines for ranching as much as, you know, like where Rangers are sold in Texas and Razors are sold on the West Coast. And, uh, you know, we're, we're a very uh, hunting, cutting firewood, but trail riding that the general is an awesome seller in our area. And I, and I believe in Minnesota and, and Michigan as well, because of what we use it for that this expedition is just going to, uh, add to that next level of, of uh, sport utility rider. Uh, people who want to do a little bit of work with it, justify, you know, take it out to their deer stand, but also uh, do the trail riding, head out to head out for the Friday fish fry uh, on the trails, et cetera. So I, I'm really excited to see uh, how this takes that, uh, that market and, and just, you know, puts a turbo bass blaster on it. Right now, right? It, it looks like a ton of fun. I had we had all sorts of uh, thoughts and ideas and, and plans with it. When it comes to trail riding, Tom, in, in Wisconsin, I know you have your favorites, but just kind of a general overview for, for people who maybe aren't uh, in Wisconsin or haven't been there before. What's the, what's the riding like there? So there's a lot of different riding areas in Wisconsin. We're, we're really blessed with having a very strong uh, association, the Wisconsin ATV Association. It's been around for years and, and uh, fighting to get trails opened up and, and getting public land opened up for, for trails. So uh, on the, on the uh, west side of the state in Black River Falls, you'll, you can get a lot of sand riding. Uh, uh, and where I took you up, up north uh, in, in the northeast Wisconsin part, you can do some uh, hard pack, uh, sandy woods riding when there's a lot of sand area. Uh, and then you can go all the way up to the, to the edge of the UP and, and do some mud riding. Some, I mean, there's, so there's the, uh, I say when, when you go to the UP or the edge there of, of Wisconsin and, and upper Michigan, uh, there's the, the red clay riding that it, it takes a couple of days, a couple of washes to clean that off. And uh, I would say we have three different styles of riding, depending on where you want to ride in the state. Uh, you know, the woods riding where, where I take everyone, the, the up north riding with the clay and the, and the thick stuff, uh, and then the, the Black River Falls area uh, along the Mississippi River. You can do some sand riding, a little open riding right there. Tons of opportunities. Tons of opportunities, though. I love our state for, for being uh, ATV, UTV friendly. Uh, and, and the places you go, they're, they're, they're really working on, uh, you know, being in, inviting you in with your muddy clothes. I, I love that one. When you, when you walk in and they, 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 they embrace you 
with your dusty, dusty pants and, and all that. I did. I did notice that on our uh, on our ride was where we stayed and where we ate. There were signs that uh, said, you know, ATV friendly or welcome riders, things of that nature. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the businessmen up there are, are their businessmen and businessmen and women there. They, they know they know who butters their bread up there. And it's it's the, the recreationalist. If, they, if we didn't have tourism up there, uh, there, there's two things up, up where I took you. There's logging and tourism. And if you don't if, and, and the loggers are just there to cut down trees and head home. So the tourism is what keeps everything going. So they, they, they know how to how to keep uh, people coming back up there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Tom, uh, you guys have got an exciting year up ahead of you. You've got rides planned. If, if, if someone was interested, uh, they don't have to live in Wisconsin, I imagine, to, to join one of your customer group rides. How do they no. find out more about them? No, so, so we'll, we'll even take you know, Minnesotans, uh, even if they're Viking fans, and we'll take, right. we'll, we'll take, we'll take Illinois people because they're, their money is green if they, if they have to come across that border, you know, escape escape from Illinois, but no, we, we, we happily have that. We had a couple of people from Illinois and Michigan on, the, on our South Dakota ride here. Uh, but uh, on our website, teamwinnebagoland.com, if you go right to there, uh, under the uh, under the events tab, there's a there's our About Us tab and the events. And our next event is, uh, I believe it's Saturday, August 19th out of Cribbits. It's a one-day meetup. Uh, it's, uh, it's coming. I, I have no idea how many people are going to show up if the weather's awesome. I could get 100 machines. I've had 120 show up to it. I've also had terrible weather and, and had you know, 15 show up to it. Uh, but that's, that's a one-day meetup. You don't have to pay me to ride on that. That's just come on up, and we'll take you to, uh, take you to the, club, uh, the clubhouse of the Crooked Trails uh, ATV riders. It's one of the trails that we were on uh, when we rode, Jared. Uh, we're going to support their club. They're going to do a big brat and burger fry for us. We're going to donate a bunch of uh, Polaris items for raffle. Uh, and then we're going to loop back around and, and Woody's the bar there is going to have a uh, band for us at the end. Uh, so that's always a fun one. That's, that's just a show up. We'll, we'll figure it out uh, and get you there and get you back. And then uh, we're going back to Wabi Lodge uh, twice in, in the fall. Uh, we're going to do our fall colors ride. This is going to be our eighth year of our fall colors ride out of Wabi Lodge. I love riding that area. Uh, when I took you through there, things were just starting to turn green. But when we're coming back through that area, it's a lot of uh, popple and birch. And you're gonna have you're gonna you're gonna see yellow. I say it's like yellow snowflakes when you're riding. It's, it's the the trees all change color that that first week of October. And when you're riding through, it's it's like yellow dust flying up in the air. I love that time of year, and, and it's always a little cooler. So we go to Wabi Lodge, and then because that ride fills up so fast, I, I have a second ride, our trick or trail ride. It's closer to Halloween when the woods is a little more clear, uh, and we're uh, we have a costume contest and all that. A good good time out of Wabi Lodge. Russ and Russ and his crew do a great job. Uh, hosting us there. So we went back there uh, three weeks later because it's a, it's a limited amount of rooms. I think it's like 23 rooms and we fill those up uh, pretty fast. Awesome. Awesome. Well, if you get a chance and you've got the time and you, and you're in the area, uh, do yourself a favor and go out on one of those rides. You'll have a great time. Yeah. We love, we love taking you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Tom, thanks so much for, for joining me on the podcast today to talk about Wisconsin and the group rides and everything you guys got going on. And congratulations on uh, your uh, upcoming 50th year bash. Yeah, we're, we're excited for it. Uh, and again, it's been a lot of hard work and a lot of fun times. And, and I, I just, I can't thank my family enough for setting me up for success the way we are right now. And it's my, it's my responsibility to keep it going, keep it going forward. So Jared, thank you. It was a, it was a pleasure uh, talking to you here and, uh, Thanks again for the invitation to the destination Polaris there. I've, I've watched you for years and, and it was pretty surreal. Uh, when we were in South Dakota, we walked through the bar in the hotel and 
our show was playing because the Twins game was just over, and and on came Dustin Polaris, and they go, "Hey, that's you up there." I go, "Yeah, that's our show right there." So yeah, that's it was awesome, awesome. To be part of it. It was awesome to be part of it. Thank you for the invitation. We appreciate Love to it. hear. Well, I, I uh, I'm I'm uh, excited for you guys, and also very concerned that the third generation people usually screw it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do, I'll do what I can, Jared. I'll do what I know I can. you get. I know you will. I know you will. <laughs> well, today's podcast was brought to you by Rockford Fosgate. If you want to upgrade your audio system or you've been thinking about getting a new audio system, Rockford has you covered from stage one all the way up to stage six kits. Rockford takes your audio to the next level. And by Polaris Adventures. From Maui to Maine, Polaris Adventures has rental outfitters all across the country. Summertime is here. Plan your next ride. You can do one right there out of Silverton as well, because they do have a Players Adventures locations right there if you're going to Colorado. Start planning your trip now. Well, that does it for another DP podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast, and we will talk to you again soon. Take care.